Welcome to Worthy Radio. We are at the halfway mark of this eight-part series that we're doing, the eight keys of healthy self-esteem. These essentials, these principles are taken directly from the book Worthy, and we are on key four, compassion. You know, when we act with compassion towards ourselves, we treat ourselves as valuable. We take time to nurture and to replenish. And so this key is about that. We're so grateful to have you join us for this eight-part series. Let's dive into key four, compassion, right here on Worthy Radio. Number four is compassion. Number four, the number four essential of healthy self-worth is compassion. Compassion is really a soul-level restoration uh, with ourselves. You know, we're learning how to silence the voice of the inner critic and employ the transformational power of self-love and acceptance. We cannot continue to go out to the world and demand that the world accept us and see us and celebrate us if we are not privately acknowledging ourselves. There is a video going around that uh, Snoop Dogg did when he got his star and uh, on the walk of fame and <laughs> when he gets up to thank him thank thank people he says I want to thank me I want to thank me for all the hours I put in I want to thank me for not giving up on myself I want to thank me for not missing work I want to thank me for believing in me I want to thank me and I think it's compassionate to stop and acknowledge yourself just if you just were to pause right now and look at everything you've been through in this past three months If you were to pause right now and look at everything you've been through in this past year, is there something that you can stop and acknowledge yourself about? Is there something that you can stop and acknowledge yourself about? Because when you stop and acknowledge yourself, the beautiful aspect of acknowledging yourself is that you are being compassionate. You're being compassionate. You're saying, let me take a moment to acknowledge what I've been through what I've experienced, what what I've given, what I've sown into the lives of others. So compassion and self-care really are connected because you are caring for the self. When somebody is going through pain, when somebody is going through loss, when somebody is going through transition or uncertainty, they don't need hardness. (laughs) They need gentleness. They need patience. If you've ever seen somebody check into a hospital, you know, and they're they're going to the ER and they're like, I'm in pain, you know, I, I need to see a doctor. I mean, what if a nurse came up to them and was like, what's wrong with you? Weren't you here last week? Didn't you learn your lesson? Oh my gosh, how would that help the person who's in trauma, who's in pain? Sometimes when we're in pain, in our minds and our souls and the way that we're processing something, we attack ourselves. We literally attack ourselves. We diminish ourselves. We wound ourselves. We hurt ourselves. We beat up on ourselves. We remind ourselves of how we messed up, what we didn't do. We're already in pain. That's not the time to jump on somebody. They call it in the streets, kicking a man when he's down. If you're hurting, the only way you get out of the chaos of that pain and into the clarity and calm of peace is to show yourself a little compassion, make it safe enough for you, you know? And so if you're hurting, if you're in pain, the greatest gift that you can give to yourself in that moment is not reminders and and, and, and harshness. It's it's really the ability to say, oh, this, this hurts. I'm not even sure what it is, but it hurts. Let me sit with myself. Let me rock myself. Let me be at peace with myself. 
Because if I can't show myself compassion, what can I expect this world to give me? If, if home is not a safe place, right? I remember when one of my sons was going through a tremendous healing and, and rediscovering of his identity. And one of the clients that I had at the house, we had a retreat weekend. So I had some of my VIP clients over and she said to me, she said, Shannon, you've got to make home a safe place for him. If home is not a safe place for him to embrace his identity, then this world will eat him alive. You have to make home a safe place. And she said that to me to convict me as a mother, that no matter what my religious beliefs were at the time, that was the, the, the truest example of God is unconditional love. And then even what's higher than unconditional love is acceptance. Because I can love you, but not accept you. And so she was saying to me, he has to feel loved and accepted here. Otherwise, this world is coming for him. And so how can we create a hostile environment where it's not even safe to be with ourselves? I will not be in an adversarial relationship with myself. I hope you won't either. Because being at peace with ourselves is the foundation for being at peace with everybody else. And so if I can't be at peace with myself, then I'm going to create chaos outside of me that keeps reaffirming this broken relationship I have with myself. When I show myself compassion, I slow down. I ask myself what I need. I give myself permission to rest. I give myself permission to be. I give myself permission to learn as I learn and to grow as I grow. I didn't know that last week. When I made that decision last week, I didn't know until I knew. Sometimes we beat up on ourselves. Oh, I wish I would have known that five years ago, or I wish I would have, you know, understood that 10 years ago. You weren't ready. We weren't ready to understand it then. When the, when the student is ready, the master appears. And so God is gracious enough to allow us to learn our lessons when we have the courage to live them. And so there's a beauty in being compassionate towards ourselves because when we're compassionate, we're saying it's safe to change, it's safe to heal, it's safe to grow, it's safe to rest. Sometimes we need more compassion with ourselves when we're grieving loss. We go through pain. We go through loss. We lose a friend. We lose a job. We lose a relationship. Whatever it may be, we lose a sense of our self-confidence and we just are hard on ourselves instead of saying, you know what? Let me give you time to process this. This hurt. This was tough. You deserve to take time, but we're impatient with ourselves. Come on. Love is patient. That's the first thing love is. Are you patient with yourself? When we're overly hard on ourselves, we're also critical on others. And so when we learn to be compassionate with ourselves, we'll let other people off the hook too. Trust me, if you follow anybody home on a given day, people are going through things that we don't understand privately. And so if we can cut them some slack and we can cut ourselves a little bit of slack, things get better. And so there's a compassion that it takes to love yourself. There's a compassion that it takes to rest. There's a compassion that it takes to take a Sabbath day time out just to be with your soul time out just to breathe time out just to say enough is enough i need rest there's a compassion that stops you from obsessing and uh, worrying and stressing about things in your mind i mean it takes compassion to say to yourself be quiet silence be still would you let somebody come into your home and just, you know, wreak havoc on the environment, start tearing up your stuff, throwing dirt all over your walls, wrecking your furniture, breaking your glasses? You wouldn't let somebody come in your physical home and destroy it. 
And yet we allow unchecked thoughts to come in and just whirl around in our minds and knock over the tapestry and, you know, throw paint on the canvas and destroy things because we allow those things to go unchecked. There is nothing wrong with staging an intervention for yourself and saying, wait a minute, stop. (laughs) This isn't kind. This isn't true. And I know it's not true because if I'm beating up on myself and it's creating panic and it's creating pain, it's creating suffering, that's not God's conviction. That's my condemnation. Conviction is clean. Conviction comes in and it gets your heart. It's like, ooh, okay, I felt that. Let me go apologize. Let me go set this straight. Let me let me do something to honor this conviction. Condemnation comes to drag you down, to make you suffer, to make you see it over and over and over and over again. That's not conviction. Conviction is quick and clean. Listen, God is a good surgeon, right? The best surgeons leave the cleanest wounds, cleanest wounds. When we're not being compassionate with ourselves, it's like taking a a, a dull, dirty knife and kind of digging around in there. You did this wrong, and why did you do that? And ooh, you messed up when you did that, and just replaying things. God's surgery is so clean. He takes a very fine scalpel, quick little slice. Mm, Okay, I just wanted to show you that. Let me now sew it up, clean wound, healing. Yes. So be clean and compassionate with yourself, even when it comes to saying, hey, maybe I can do this a little bit better tomorrow. But beating up on ourselves is not the way to end what we may think we are as slackers. You know, creating enough space and safety to thrive in is crucial. We need to have self-compassion to end our regret. We, we get stuck in these mental patterns of regret. Oh, I messed up, I messed up, I messed up. You can go back and change the frequency of what you call your mistakes and transmute those into initiations of deeper surrender, of deeper cleansing, of deeper purification with God. You can literally go back down memory lane and cleanse you know, the memory of something. I do this in my spiritual walk through what I call the blood of Jesus Christ. I just, I'm like, I put the blood over that. And that's my spiritual journey. And I know we all believe different things. And yet when something from your past is haunting you, it can be put to death. You know, are you being haunted or are you being blessed? It takes compassion to silence those hauntings of your mind and to say, peace be still. I taught my son young who struggled with anxiety, plead the blood of Jesus over your thought life. Tell your thoughts to be still, silence them. Learn to see the habitual patterns of the way that you are thinking that are re-engaging you to the addiction of suffering. Because it takes compassion to save yourself from yourself sometimes. It takes compassion to be there for yourself. And so that's the beauty of this journey is that we are walking in greater compassion with ourselves. So this is our soul work, a part of the journey for key four, compassion. And the question is for you to spend some time in your journal or just your private time with God is to reflect on this. In what ways have you allowed a lack of self-love to hinder you from taking care of yourself as a priority? How will you change this? Again, in what ways have you allowed a lack of self-love to hinder you from taking care of yourself as a priority? How will you change this? Uh, So this is part four. We're moving on to part five of our eight-part series, uh, The Eight Keys of Healthy Self-Esteem, directly from the book Worthy. 
We're so inspired uh, to hear from so many of you who are getting the book or coming out to see us for a worthy night in your city and uh, just connecting with us. We have so many amazing things happening now that the book is here. Uh, this has been, it feels like a decade in the making because it has been. And yet we are here now. So I'm excited and uh, we look forward to seeing you for, for part five, which is when we get deeper into the issue of clarity, intuition, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So we'll see you next for key five, clarity.